Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Welcome to our podcast, We Can't Be the Only Ones. I'm Gail. I'm B. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And before we get to the topic, we're going to do gratitude. And I believe it is Miss B's turn. It is. It is. I am, I guess I'll start with a little backstory. Um, was it Wednesday? It might have been Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. I woke up and got to my car, got dressed for work, everything, and I had a um, flat tire in the back rear tire. Um, And I called out to one of my very good friends, Jay, who, I mean, I've known him since, like I was 13. And, you know, he was just like, okay. I was like, well, I'm having this issue. I gotta go to work. And he was like, well, I'll change your tire into the spare, but he's tired. So he said, I'll go ahead and send you an Uber to work. So he just sent my Uber to work. And then later on that evening came by and um, changed my tire. But prior to then, we were having some discussions amongst amongst ourselves and he was able to put up a mirror to me um, that I am so grateful for because I think because we have been friends for so long and because he really does know me throughout the years as a child, as a young adult and to where I am now, um, as a friend, he's always been there for me and I really truly truly do appreciate it and I'm so grateful to have an individual like that in my life because I know I can be difficult sometimes but he is a constant and he's always there and he's always just such an amazing friend so I'm grateful to Jay and um, it's his birthday coming up, so I want to wish him an early happy birthday. So by the time this comes out, he'll have a few days before his birthday. But I wanted to wish him a happy early birthday as well. Oh, that's nice. And I wish him happy birthday as well. Thank you. That is so very nice. I, today I'm grateful for fearlessness. Cool. This month and this week, and I believe it was on Thursday, it was about um, drawing attention to people being in depression, suicidal, that type of thing. And one of the things, the reasons why I say fearlessness, when you're in that type of situation, 
depressed or really sad or whatever your state of mind that's not the positiveness that the world wants you to always be in sometimes all you have is the ability to fearlessly get up and face the next day mm-hmm and so for those who are suffering with that you know hey just somehow plant that little word in your mind to fearlessly face today fearlessly love fearlessly care fearlessly devote yourself to some great passion of your heart no matter how it comes out just take that first fearless step that you can and people who are around people who notice encourage them be part of the picture that paints it brightly for them to give them the courage to be fearless yeah so that's like that. my thing of gratitude today good so this week's topic is my topic and i think i i think i came to you last saturday and we'll we'll touch on what the challenge is but we basically both had a challenge yes um to do the whole week and that challenge was to see if we could do something every day that either brought us joy, happiness, some sort of positive emotion and to see how it basically felt after the week had occurred. Um, but before we go into that portion of how that worked and how we felt and things of that sort, um, I wanted to kind of discuss the emotion of happiness because I think a lot of the times we think that happiness is like most emotions are fleeting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're never just ever there at one time. And all emotions are basically made up of certain components. So you have the feeling that you feel, whether it's a negative or a positive. If it's negative, it might be an aversion. It might be the feeling of disgust. It might be the feeling of fear or repulsion. And then, you know, then you end up feeling the you, you get the sensory portion of it, which is the sight, the sound, and the smells that go along with that. Then you have the thinking portion of it when you're going through a negative emotion, which is where you're, you're just more focused, you yes. become more intolerant, you become more narrow-minded and more attentive to whatever the negative thing is. And then the last portion of it is the action portion, which is the whole either I'm going to fight or I'm going to flight. And so that basically kind of encompasses what the negative emotion goes through. So you have that feeling that initially comes up. Then you have whatever sensory occurs around it that you feel, smell, touch, taste, whatever then you start to think on it and then there's an action behind it okay okay so as a spectrum you know some people are very happy some people are just 
never happy or very low on happiness. And then there are people who are in between. And there is some sort of inheritability about that. You know, sometimes our moods and who we are, there is that whole nature nurture aspect of it where some people's disposition just tends to be more giddier or happier. And then there are other people whose disposition just tends to be on the opposite side. And then of course, everybody in between. And there is terms for that, which is your pos your positive affectivity. So again, that's just a genetic based personality trait of good cheer or bubbliness. So the people who are high on that, they basically feel great a great majority of the time. So those are your people that like, when they're happy, they're, you're like, oh my God, are you never not happy? Like they're just mm -hmm. to the moon. And you know, a lot of things that occur to them feel pleasant to them. And they the feeling of joy and the feeling of pleasantness happens where again there are people on the opposite side that they don't feel good a great majority of the time and they don't feel great and even when successes that we deem like oh my god that's such a great thing it just doesn't hit them like with a feeling of joy it just it, they don't feel that okay and so and then again there's the people who fall in between and the thing is, it's like it is no matter where you are on that score, I believe that you can find happiness because, again, happiness isn't a constant state for everyone. But I think you can grab onto it as you can. And you have any questions yet or? Well, I, I got sort of lost in there somewhere. Where? Um so it's sort of like, because see, I don't, uh, happiness to me is like you say, a fleeting moment, mm -hmm. but then to be on a spectrum of happiness, I guess I know people who are like happy all the time. And I, I think that something's just wrong with them. Like they're hiding it. <laughs> like inside, maybe they're having turmoil and they're just shading it over with this happiness and then one day they're going to like the balloon's going to burst and they're not going to know how to handle it well the thing is with positive emotions too like it basically there's a theory by barbara Fredericks, Fredrickson, and it's a theory of the function of positive emotions and what she basically states is that positive emotions have a grand purpose from like an evolutionary standpoint. So we kind of like need to kind of have that feeling. And what it does is that it broadens our intellectual, physical, and our social resources. And it builds our reserves so we can draw on them when threat or opportunity arises. So as you're saying, like, you may appear to be happy all the time. And then when something occurs, you're able to draw from that happiness or that positive emotions that you've been building up as a reserve to get okay. you through it. My grandmother, we were kids. If we were like being super silly, 
like really silly laughing and cackling just way too much over the top. She'd be like, you keep it on. You're going to be crying soon. And it's like, wow, what a what a downer, Grandma. We can't be happy. Yeah, you can be happy, but this is too much happy. You'll be crying soon. And without a doubt, shortly thereafter, we're crying about something. We either broke something, did something, or had to do something. Yeah. And, you know, so I guess it planted a little seed in my head growing up. Like if I got too, too happy about something, like the other shoe's going to fall. I think, uh, yeah, but I think life ebbs and flows that way, you know, that there are, like, I mean, I could have had, when my tire had the flat, um, yeah, I was bummed out, but it didn't necessarily, and I think we'll explore it a little bit later on when we talk about the things that make us happy, but then, yeah, the feeling was, I mean, I was like ready to go to work. I had my salad. I had my stuff going. And I get to the car and it's like, bummer. Yeah. You know? But I guess my grandmother, I don't think she intentionally did this. It, it made me, whenever it was real happiness, kind of be guarded. Like the bad was going to show up eventually. So then with Julian, I tried to be a little different. Like when he was having a happy moment, I'd be like, oh, just enjoy it to the fullest. You know, just get the most out of it that you can. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I am about traveling. I'm the pre-travel person. Before we go, I'm all excited. I tell you everything I'm going to do, what I want to do, and this and that and where and all these things. And then when I come back, you know, if somebody says, how was your trip? Okay. Oh, you didn't have a good time? No, I did. I'm not the, because I've done it. Mm. So I'm through, that That was the happy part for me. The buildup was the elation of it. Right. And I think that's sometimes the way, I don't think... I think people have happiness the same way. They, you're at, your happiness is at different phases than someone else. So they may not appreciate the fact of when you're not as happy as maybe they are about something. Well, yeah, and happiness is subjective. Like every, most things that, emotions are subjective. Like what may be good for me, to me, in my eyes, some people be like, what the hell are you doing? You know? And it, it is what it is. And I think that's the thing. Like, everyone's happiness isn't such a broad stroke that all of these things will make you happy. Because if, it w if that was the case, a whole lot of us would be happier. And we're not. Yeah. We're not. I mean, America as a whole, I think we're, what, number 27? I could be wrong. But we're pretty low on the happiness measure of global. So if that was the case and these things brought you happiness, then why aren't more people happy? And I think, again, there's, there's a little bit of like stepping back and saying, that might not be for me. But I can go ahead and see where that is for you and let that be how it is. Because, again, we are so individual about the way we go about things that it, it doesn't sometimes transfer or translate the way that it should. Or maybe yes. it even shouldn't. I used to walk with a lady um, 
and we used to walk like a, a mile and a half, then a mile and a half back, and we'd pass other people, and we always spoke to them, and maybe two out of three would speak back, and you know, one would be like, hey, and the other would be, hi, mm-hmm. you know, and one day she was walking, she says, isn't it remarkable, they say that when you exercise, you're supposed to get endorphins, so endorphins make you happier. Why are those people who don't speak not happier? Are they not exercising enough or they've exercised all the endorphins out their body? And it just made me think to even now when I'm walking the dog or, and walking by people and notice people who speak and who don't speak. And those who do speak their level of, hey, and I don't know them, they don't know me, but I do notice a familiarity breeds a better happiness too because if I see the same people each each the next time I see them they're hey you know like Mm -hmm. the recognition the greeting and then there's others that they're just I don't know I guess they're not getting endorphins maybe exercise is a chore for them they've missed the excitement or or happiness of it but again they may they may fall on that spectrum that they would be they I, I don't want to diagnose anybody that's not what I'm doing but again it's so different for people and where they fall on so again walking for you may bring you great joy but for other people it's just something that they have to do yes Selena and also if there's somebody if you're walking and like I walk and I usually don't talk to strangers and if you're walking and you're just like walking and somebody says hi, I'm not going to say hi back. I usually just look at them confused like, why are you talking to me? Because I don't expect people to talk to me while I'm walking. I may just be like this or be like, why why are you talking to me? But it doesn't mean I'm not happy. It's just me like, why are you talking to me while I'm on my walk? And I'm not trying to be rude. I just don't know why you're talking to me. As I was saying, everyone is on a spectrum. So again, that might just be somebody's thing where it's like I don't want to be bothered when I'm walking and here you are talking to me so again the level of happiness but then I think that's sort of like the reason why you say like as a country we're not happy people we've lost the just common decency with one another to be polite to be courteous we've kind of lost that and in losing that I think you do kind of miss the simplicity of life is usually to me the more simplistic something is it's almost better it's easier to enjoy it's not as complex I don't have to think it through it's just you know just a nicety and we have like common sense is no longer common courtesy is no longer courteous You know, people brush by you in a line and they don't say, excuse me or pardon me. It's just acceptable to push your way through and never acknowledge that the other person exists. Mm -hmm. And you see so many shows and movies and things where you see someone not being acknowledged by another person and they're hurt by it. They don't even know that person. Sometimes people just want to be acknowledged and then they feel like I really am invisible. That person just pushed by me and couldn't even see me. And that's what even spirals people more into a depression. 
Yeah. And I think sometimes we, we as we as people, humanity have forgot to be human to one another. Maybe. And there we lose that that sense of being happier to with ourselves and with others. Maybe. I mean, again, I, I just feel like everything is kind of spectrum based. So that just may be your only time to have a moment to yourself. And a person may feel disrupted in there where it's just like they still said hi. But maybe they didn't say hi the way you wanted to, but they still said hi. And they went back to the moment that they were having within themselves. Um, but to push forward, <laughs> when we are in a positive mood, people tend to like us better. Our friendship loves and our relationships are likelier to like hold on stronger together. And we do tend to be more tolerant, open, creative, and open to new ideas and experience when we are in a feeling of positive emotion versus a feeling of, you know, negative emotion. Um, another benefit of positive emotion is within your health and evidence has shown, and I'll put all of the research in the notes just in case somebody wants to read it, but the evidence shows that positive emotion predicts health and longevity and can protect you from aging, like the, the, the ills of aging. So happier people tend to have better health habits. They tend to have lower blood pressure and stronger immune systems than those people who are less happy. So just tapping into those resources as well can do that. As well as it does build with the, as I was saying earlier, like the physical resources when you need to deal with adverse events. Um, happier people tend to endure pain better and they just take their health and safety and their precautions a little bit better when threats do arise. So again, it's not to say that everyone gets to be happy or that if you're feeling down, you can force yourself to be happy, but just kind of knowing that having a positive emotion and building that reserve, mm -hmm. however you can build that reserve into it, you will be able to tap into it. And I, I feel for me, um, I would say that I'm pretty much, I'm a resilient person, you know, and a lot of my resilience tends, and I, I, I will say too that I am, a lot of people would say that I'm more optimistic than not. Like I, I do kind of see the world kind of sucks though in a realistic way. But I do believe that things can get better. And I do believe that, you know, the people in my life are good and that I'm striving to be better and mm -hmm. things of that sort. And that kind of cushions me to keep going and not thinking that the, you know, the world is going to come tumbling under me because I, in my head, I know that I can keep going even when I fall there's something for me to hold on to that I can reserve upon. And what is that something? 
um, the me. I mean, I just feel like back because we're gonna go into like um, the things that um, the challenge, and the thing is that challenge that we did was basically to find something that makes us happy every single day and bring us joy. I do that every single day. Whatever, no matter how big or how small it is, I have that. But then again, the resilience has been built up since I was a child that I just kind of know like things are never really as bad as we think they are. No, they're not. Um, and that things can get better. So I'm always in that frame of mindset that where I am, even if it's in a negative place, is not where I will be forever. So I don't view, and there are some individuals who view negative things as permanent. Yeah. I, I personally don't. I, I view just as emotions, things are fleeting. And where you are isn't where you're going to be forever. So that helps me move along the day too with my resiliency. And that's the other side of my grandmother's things. Whenever you were like moping around or sad about something. Um, well, she, every morning my grandmother would get up without fail and go downstairs and make mouth. Maxwell House coffee in the dry the uh, cup you know the powder pour it in a cup you know percolator coffee was only for at church and um, spend the morning praying and that's how she started each day and ended each day and her day in between I'm sure there were ups there were downs there were times that you know, things happen, good, bad. And she always seemed to be at a steady level. I never really saw her break down, good, bad, or indifferent. And maybe because she was a matriarch and had to hold us together. So maybe she broke down someplace else. But because of that, and she was consistent in this prayer, she always did this. And we always kind of felt safe that she was praying for us. And that all, sometimes you have to, that's like your safety net. You have to have something that gives you a safety net that you're not going to fall all the way. Mm -hmm. And for, I think it's different for everyone. And then there's some people don't have the safety net or they don't trust it or believe in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what you just said from, you said from your childhood on. So you've been building your safety net along the way. Mm -hmm. Something that will secure you that know that yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad now, but this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. And I, I think that's the good news that there, if there's, there can't be good without evil. They can't be evil without good. So there's good, there's bad, and you know, there's sad, there's happy, everything, and it, it's like a pancake, you gotta flip it over. Although there are times people make pancakes and they never flip them and they're pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but again, in the same way that we spoke up, you know, that all emotions ha are made up of components, 
with the positive emotions, you know, we went over the negative ones earlier. You know, you have the positive emotions of love, forgiveness, interest, awe, and hope. And that basically is the feeling, which will again lead to whatever the sensory of the sight, feeling, smell, the need to explore that will then eventually change your thinking into a more expansive, a more tolerant, a more creative, a more openness that will basically then spur into an action that is more sociable, more intellectual, more, and, and basically increases your physical and your immunity health. So again, you know, just knowing what those are, you know, I tend to lean more towards the positive thing, which then leads into our challenge, which was again, to find something that makes you happy or brings you joy or whatever every single day. And was it for you a difficult thing to do on a daily basis? No, interesting. Um, no, because if I couldn't think of anything to do that was directed to me, um, I always pass someone who's homeless or need in, in need, and I just made my made an opportunity of that, and that spears me onto when I can help someone else. Okay. And you know, so there's a guy that I pass every day. I bought him um, lunch. I went back and bought him lunch, and it was just. And I actually parked my car, went over to where he stands, and took him the lunch. And you know, uh, he had a mask. I had a mask. We social distance, and we chatted for a minute. And it was. It really touched my heart, and that was. That kind of warmed my day. Okay, so that brought you a feeling. Um. So how was it for you to, like, what did you implement on any of the days that you want to share? Well, on one day I, I got up and put my jazz on because I love to listen to uh, smooth jazz. I love the sound of jazz wafting through the house. It, I, it's just, I don't know, it just does something to me. I just feel like, woo, the world is happy when there's music in it. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't, I know you guys like to always have music in your ears. I, I don't get the same sensation of having my earplugs in as I do when the music is just through the house. And I guess because I grew up with stereo systems. What did you think I grew up with? Well, I don't think Alina did. But, that, no. but I mean, but, I'm just saying. Yeah, but maybe not as much as I did because there really wasn't I don't remember when they first came out with headphones but it was always like a record player did you have a record know, player yeah I know the record player I never player. thought you that oh I thought I was older but um so that's the reason why I kind of enjoy music more not directly in my ears but wall to wall okay so I, I enjoyed that and I made a point of one day just sitting down. I went through my um, list of people that I may have not spoken to in a bit and just sent them messages. Hi, thinking about you. I hope you're doing well. 
And that was kind of cool. I found out a friend of mine, his daughter's about to do an album, you know, because they're into music. Mm-hmm. And it, that, I enjoyed that. And eating, um, I went to McDonald's. And I was going to get fried French fries, but I actually stopped myself and just got the fish. And the fish sandwich is multiple emotions because that's what my mother ate. So it made me think of her and a little teary-eyed. That was her favorite thing in the world to eat was um, a fish sandwich from McDonald's. Her favorite thing? Yes. <laughs> that was like her cheap thing. I don't know. She just loved it with a okay. little tartar sauce and everything. That was like a... That was. I mean, I like a fish sandwich from McDonald's too. Yeah, that but. made her like just super, super pleased when she got that. So it also made me think of her. So that was really a nice thing. So it was like sort of like stuff like that. Again. Great. And for me this week, I mean. Oh, I, wait, oh wait. And the ocean. Oh, you went to the beach. Went to the beach twice. I, I went, I think on Tuesday, I just went and it was just really, it, it was super cool to go to the beach and just, I love the ocean. There's something about me and the ocean. Um, I got baptized in the ocean. Uh, I found Jesus at the ocean. It's just, it's like a, a, a come to Mecca for me moment. It's like I really know God exists because of the ocean to me. Okay. So for me, um, one of the things that I love to do um, that, again, one of my friends calls me the youngest, oldest person they know is crossword puzzles. So like I like or word seek puzzles like I get so happy when I do them. Um, And I I mean, even when I went to Hawaii, like that was like what I did on the plane to pass the time by because we're on the plane forever. Um, And it's just one of those things that it, it reminds me that if you seek it, you will find it. And the one that. You know, the one that I do, they have like little, you know, you can find it in a box. Sometimes it's numbers and they're different brain games that you can do within that penny puzzle. But I just love it so much. And it's just kind of like, well, how fast can I find the things, you know? So that's kind of like a challenge to me. And then when I search for certain words, you know, I try not to like find the first letter. Then I'll like try to find like two letters in the middle to see if I can find that. And oh, then that's cool. do little things like that. So it's one of those things that again, I'm not even talking to anyone while I'm doing it. But while I'm doing it, it is just so such a good feeling for me. And again, I used to do these all the time like on the Saturday or Sundays um, at my grandmother's house or with my aunt, you know, just spend the weekend just doing word puzzles and things of that sort. So that was something that I engaged in a few times this week. Um, One of the other things is like making my salads for breakfast. So for about almost three weeks now at this point, I have changed from like having a bagel or pancakes or whatever else for breakfast. And now I have a salad Cool for breakfast. And 
Um, just making the salad, to me, as nerdy as it sounds and as weird as it sounds, when I cut up the fruit and the dragon fruit or whatever, I just love to see the salad. I love to eat the ha the salad and that brings me a sense of happiness while I'm enjoying the salad in the morning. Cool. And so another thing is um, Alina and I have taken to watching a different world each night. And I mean, Alina finds it problematic and I, I see why. But I mean, I love that we're able to kind of have that moment and talk about something that I've watched as a child and see her interpretation of it as well. And that's our thing now. Like, again, we're at, we're, it's at night before we go to bed and we're like watching a different world, laughing and cackling about it. Um, another thing is Taco Tuesday, Take Care Tuesday. And I, I do this like all the time now where t tacos make me happy. I've always done Taco Tuesday with Alina. I used to have a sombrero, two sombreros. Um, yes, what happened to them? I don't know. We gotta find them. We gotta find the sombreros. But we had like, yeah, the sombreros. So tacos was always like, if it's Tuesday, we're having tacos. And so that still happens now and you know, every morning when I wake up on Tuesday, I'm like, oh, I'm having tacos, and I'm happy, <laughs> and I'm happy in the morning to have tacos, but then again, I also envelop the take care portion of it, so then I'll like steam my face on Tuesday, I'll paint my nails, I'll do a foot soak. I will do something that involves me taking care of myself um, on that Tuesday as well because, you know, most people don't identify Tuesday as like the highlight of their week. And so just to mm. add another highlight within the week and not be so downtrodden about it, the Tuesday where I take care of myself and, you know, I have a taco feels really, really good. And it's just something that I do all the time. And then, you know, enjoying, right now it's raining, um, but enjoying the backyard and listening to the birds just chirp all day long. It's like a rainforest back there. That makes me happy as well to just kind of sit and be outside and listen to nature or listen to music and things of that sort so I mean those were the things that stood out the most for me this week and even with the tire being flat and you know having all of that occurred I would say most people or some people that would just set them back to a point where it was like oh, now I have to buy new tires and now I have to do this and that was just it occurred well, I have that happen so often with me, tires and nails, that if that were the case, I'd be miserable. Yeah. I, I so, kind of roll with it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just even though I had a setback, it did not take over anything that occurred for the, it was just, it happened. And I, I mean, there are other things that occur as well within the work week and things of that sort that are kind of setbacks as well or you know frustrating and things of that sort 
But overall, when I look back at the week, I'm like, I had a pretty good week. And mm-hmm. I think being able to find and pick and choose to find something, whatever it was, to pick me up, again, taps into that reserve of, okay, this kind of sucks, but I at least have this that can make me happy and pick me up. That's true. And I, I, I applaud you um, for maintaining that for yourself. It's not an easy thing to do. Oh, no, no, it's not. You know, and the majority of people don't. They should, but they don't. Even if there's just this one thing that you can do, you know, once a week, like you say with the Taco Tuesday day, um, there should be just one thing that you do to try to maintain your, I think it helps maintain your stability with who you are. Yeah. You know, because you are as a flower. If you don't water and nurture, you will die off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you, you have to have a certain level of things that are pleasant in your life and to be able to gain a certain sense of happiness as well. Mm-hmm. And hope. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who are just, they don't have hope. They just can't seem to grasp hope. It's just no matter things just keep being bad, keep being horrible. It's like um, recently a friend of mine's husband was talking about how we watch the Hallmark Channel. And he says, I just hate that Hallmark Channel because it's not real life. You know, he said, they fall down and get up, fall down and get up. And it's always, and we're like, well, that's hope. We like to watch it because it keeps you hopeful that the end is going to be a happy ending. He said, but not everything is happy. Well, we still like to think it is. <laughs> so, and if you can't think that something's going to end it, it well, that's kind of it's such a sadness to live your life that it's, and your life is going to be different from everybody else's life. Mm-hmm. Just like a rich person may be, uh, rich and you think they have everything i've met working in the hospital back home i met super rich people multi-millionaires in their skivvies suffering with some disease that all the money in the world can't cure them they can only get treatments so money's not your answer you know shop till you drop is not your answer your answer really has to come from within. Yeah. You have to, and it has to be developed and nurtured, which you should be commended for doing. Yeah, and I think, again, everything requires, most of what we do is a reflex. And even though I, I don't, I, I can't say now where my disposition is, like, cause for now, I overwhelmingly I'm in a more positive state than not so if I were to look back I want to say for a great portion of the time I have been kind of like oh my god happy go lucky you know um and maybe that just maybe my disposition to be that way so then it's a, a lot easier for me to tap into things of that sort 
But at the same time, I do recognize that I've had adversities and setbacks and things of that sort that could have kept me down. And I've never allowed it to because I was able to flex that muscle. And um, I, we're challenging Alina as well. And I want to challenge everyone as well to see maybe it's not something that can be done every week. Maybe it's something that can be done, you know, if it can't be done every day, maybe done every week, bi-weekly or whatever. But to find something that makes you happy or brings you joy or gives you hope or and really explore that to see what it is because what's for me you know not everybody wants to eat a salad in the morning like you know what I mean like that's not gonna bring everybody happiness or no. you know doing a crossword puzzle isn't going to bring everybody happiness but maybe gardening Maybe, you know, I have a friend who, um, she visits a cat, like a cat, what is it? A cat cafe? Like a cat cafe. And so she visits the kittens there and that brings her happiness, mm -hmm. you know? So again, there's a multitude of things that we can do on an individual basis that probably cost us nothing. And if I may interject, being much older, I remember being young when I was in my 30s and 40s and people used to say to me, you're such a bottle of hope. Oh, my God. And somewhere between 50 and 60, I lost my bottle of hope. And I think it's because I stopped nurturing it. Mm. I let the world invade me. I also let people invade my world that I should have been showing the door to mm -hmm. and kept kept people around thinking I'm gonna change them and they changed me you know there's a thing about darkness and light cannot like darkness cannot exist where there is light but darkness can put your light out mm-hmm so you you be careful you know who you surround yourself with because they can put your light out and then it's hard to get that light lit again to get back to being the 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 thing of hope. Mm -hmm. So, and it was it's been a bit of a struggle to get back. But I am. And yes, I, it took it's taking therapy and removing people and then inviting people back into my life that are hopeful. Mhm. Mm and remembering that there is hope and what I even like sometimes didn't do church because I just felt like I was doing too much church. But that that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. I enjoy church. I enjoy being around church people, doing church stuff. That fills me. And at the same time, you shouldn't be guilty when you don't do something that everybody else is doing. Don't follow the crowd. You got to find what is individually yours mm -hmm. and because that's the only thing that's going to keep your little bottle of hope filled so that there is a sense of joy. Yeah. And it's like, it's like fight or flight. When you see somebody trying to steal your joy, your happiness, fight for it. And if you can't fight for it, take flight from them. 
so that them or the thing that's even too if you have a job that's making you miserable hey find a job that makes you somewhat happier mm -hmm. because my father used to say if you're going to work every day to collect a paycheck quit from home so because that's just an existence they're never going to pay you enough you're never going to be happy with that and life is too short not to have a sense of hope and happiness to it. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that's not allowing that, even if, remove it. Fight for it. And I say, you fight for that. Oh, yeah, I do. And I commend you for that. You fight for that. You've given me uh, ability to do that. Yeah, I do. I do. You have to protect it at the world is a crazy, I mean, right now we're on quarantine, half of the country is on fire, like, Ooh, we had yeah. a tropical depression just show up five minutes ago into <laughs> a tropical storm. Um, life is kicking our ass. But at the same time, I think that the beauty of life is that it can be enjoyed. There are moments to be enjoyed. There are people to be enjoyed. There are relationships to be cultivated. But at the same time, I am highly aware that all of it really starts with you. Finding things that make you happy. Finding things that bring you joy. And, you know, knowing that it might not, might not be transferable, but at the same time... No it will strengthen the, the happier you are the more positive and i don't mean positive as like yeah you can do it but the more positive emotions you feel you begin to it begets those things kind of begets other positive things and you're able to let other people into your life and let love into your life and let more happiness into your life because it's light what can you see in darkness yeah when you have light, you see lots of stuff. Yeah. So, again, that is the challenge for the week. We did say that we would, because music tended to be one of the things that we said um, made each of us happy. I think music was one of them. Yes. So, we said that we would play a song, not the whole song, because, you know, but we will play a little bit of a song that brought us happiness. And I actually, when it comes to music, I have this trick that I do um, where instead of like, I don't mind love songs, um, but what I do with love songs is that I end up like dedicating them to myself. So instead of interpreting a love song as you're singing, the song being sung to someone else. It's being sung to you. It's being sung to me. <laughs> so I dedicate like love songs in a third person way <laughs> to me. And that is another thing that helps as well. So I don't know who wants to go first with their song and kind of give a snippet of why that song brings you happiness or joy. Is Alina going to do it? Alina said she would do it. All right, you go first, Alina. Why am I going first? Because I, 
I asked you, you guys to. Just talked all, the all right, so way. I will go first. And my song is a song for you by Donny Hathaway. So that's playing in the background. So this is a song that I dedicate to me. Okay. I can barely hear it. Oh, okay, I know that song. I've sung a lot of songs. I've made some bad I've acted out my life in stages with 10,000 people watching. But we're alone now. And I'm singing the song to you. I know your image of me is what I hope to be. I treated you unkindly. But darling, can't you see? There's no one more important to me. So yeah, that is my song to me. And it just reminds me, this song is for you. Oh, I like that. That's nice. I don't know if I have anything that cute, but a story around it. Um, I used to listen to Al Jarreau, had a car accident, not car accident, got a ticket and almost arrested listening to Al Jarreau. So I kind of cooled listening to him. And I just have various genres of music, violin music I love. I listen to that at work for calmness. But there's a song that you'll hear on the TV, commercials, wherever, and you just hear it in the strangest of places because it's so such a commercial song. But whenever I hear it, it makes me uh, kind of want to dance or shimmy or shake or it just puts a smile on my face. And it's Closer by the Chainsmokers, featuring Hazley. And you do hear it everywhere. You're not hunching your shoulders. Go ahead. Hunch away. All right. Um, okay. So what is yours, Alina? So I couldn't choose really. So there's one song that's called Sunday Best, and it gives me good vibes because, like, on TikTok, people are dancing to it. And um, it's a good vibe song, but then I also have... This song, Homage, that also gives me very nice vibes. And I just like to vibe to it when I'm feeling, not sad, but like a meh move. And then it makes me happy again. All right. So which one should I choose? Whatever. I guess I'll do Sunday best, whatever. Oh, I know that song. Mm-hmm. 
All right. You heard that on the Hallmark movies too. Yo, dang, they took I guess. So yeah, again, those are our songs. Um, my little dedication to me, Gail's little hunch your shoulders over and Alina's, <laughs> um, <laughs> and Alina's pick me up song. But however it works, you know, find something that brings you joy. Um, are there any movies, TV shows that are like your go-to toolkit-wise? Yes. Okay, what's yours, Alina? Titanic, 100%. Titanic makes you happy. Wait, Titanic makes you happy? What else? Yeah, I think it's like legit Titanic. The Titanic was just so beautiful. I cry every time. Oh, and Les Mis. Les Mis. Les Mis is the best, y'all. Watch it if you can. It's on Netflix now. So, watch it, y'all. It's amazing. I cry every time. Well, I used to not, but I do now, so. Okay. Do you have any? I don't know that I have any one because I watch a movie ad nauseum, like over and over and over and over. I'll go to sleep with it. And there's a multiple of them, but I, I have a channel, the Hallmark channel. That's my go-to for me. You know, if I'm feeling a little blue or down, I'll go watch the Hallmark channel and feel a little better. Uh, my movie is beaches and i don't watch it like often i'll probably watch it every two years but that movie is such a beautiful not the the new one that they came out with and dina and naya nia nia long don't watch that one that was terrible but the one <laughs> sorry nia <laughs> it was it was really bad but the one with bet midler and barbara hershey i just love love that movie of like friendship and the way they grow apart and grow back together and I mean it's heartbreaking and I just boohoo cry every time I see it but I mean I love 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 that show and then of course PBS never ever ever fails me I just feel like you know, if there's something that I do want to watch, PBS got me. Like, okay. it really does. Like, there's nature, there's documentary, there's, you know, I, PBS tends to be the cha channel that I just go to where I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. Let's learn something new. And the PBS spurs on like, oh, I didn't know this before. Okay. And there is a podcast that I listen to every morning is called shortwave it's a science podcast like 15 minutes or less on um npr and i like that podcast as well because it's just science based on a multitude of different things for like 15 minutes and you know i feel like every morning i'm like i've already learned something new while washing my face so i've already learned something i probably did not know at okay. the start of my day, which I do enjoy doing that as well. Um, are there any foods that bring you happiness? Mm. There's, uh, there's so many foods that I truly do enjoy. But I think the thing that really brings me happiness about food is when someone cooks for me. I know, well, it is. Whatever they prepare, I am going to enjoy even more because I didn't cook it. I don't have to clean up after it. I just, that is just such a, 
and it doesn't happen a lot so when it does happen it's like yeah but if I had to think of a, a actual food it would have to be fried chicken mm. because fried chicken takes me right back to my grandma's kitchen to the fun the laughter the joy and just the smell of the chicken frying and the whole process of it takes me right back. That's my comfort food, fried chicken. Alina? Um, my favorite my favorite food would have to be tiramisu or ice cream because I can eat ice cream every day, all day. You know me. There's different flavors, except no avocado. Whoever eats an avocado, I'm sorry. Y'all are weird. Y'all need some help. But, um... Like, it should not be an avocado is basic. She let's, will let's learn not go to there. change. Let's not go there today. She'll change. Thank you for stopping yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's tiramisu because I like the layers and I like coffee and um, or ice cream. I'm a sweet person. Okay. I love me a good creme brulee when it's made really well. Oh, yeah. Um... And, I mean, I know how to make creme brulee, so I could make it myself. But I do like a good creme brulee. And um, I like the yellow dragon fruits. They are so good. Oh and they're God. so You're good welcome. for you. No. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> like I like I the red ones, Did too. I introduce you to them? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was already eating it. <laughs> oh, because I love them. The red ones, I'm not sure why they they're even exist. They're all the same. The, no, the yellow ones taste so much better. Okay. They like have a purpose. No oh, the so, yellow ones do. The red ones are like, why? So, anywho, <laughs> we just wanted to share with you things that make us happy. And, okay, one last thing. I, I again, friendships. Friendship, friendships, friendships, friendships. I am like, I have the best friends ever um they all make me laugh they all put a mirror to me um and they are such amazing amazing beings that again like the friendships and like the you know the sending of the text messages and things of that sort i love it and those social connections and the time when we're not really socially connected make me happy as well during these times that is true. That's what's maintained many things for me, those friends yeah. that are far. But thanks to cell phones, they're very close. Yeah. So, again, to wrap this all up, yes, we know that happiness is a fleeting emotion and that it's not always a constant and it might be harder for some to hold on to than others. But... Um, I'm hoping that you guys or girls challenge yourself to find a moment of happiness either daily, weekly, bi-weekly, however you can find it and continue to build upon whatever it is that makes you happy um, with the hopes that it just continues to nurture you in ways that benefits you the most. So I think we're done with the show for today. And as always, be safe, be well, be easy, and be blessed. Oh, be ye. I'm sorry I missed it. And be yeet. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>